You're tuned in to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcast live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator, and he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for over 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Hello, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and this upcoming week, we celebrate Veterans Day. This federal holiday dates back to 1918 in commemoration of Armistice Day, which marked the end of World War I. November 11th became a day where we could honor and celebrate all of the veterans who have served in the United States Armed Forces. Veterans Day is a celebration to honor Americans' veterans for their patriotism, their love of country, and their willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. Our first guest this morning is Jim Cundell, a former vice president of Medic. Jim served for more than 30 years in the Tennessee Air National Guard. He deployed to both Vietnam and the Desert Storm War. He has served as the Boys and Girls Club Teen Advisory Board Chair. He's prepared food at the Volunteer Ministry and has assisted the Medic Blood Center and is an active Rotarian. His biggest service now is with Honor Air a local charity that supports veterans. He is their flight coordinator. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to More Living. Thank you. Good morning to you. It's great to have you with us. Um, First, Jim, I do want to thank you for your service to our country. I'm always in admiration of everyone who has served in our military and their selfless sacrifice to our country. How did you get your military start? Well, I was about to be drafted <laughs> and and uh, checked with all the different services and uh, somebody called me one day and said would you like to be in their guard and I said I didn't know you could so I went out and, and I signed up they had an air medical evacuation unit which is uh, flying medics basically what it amounts to and uh, I was already working as a in a medical lab my background is medical lab and uh, I thought, well, this would be a good thing to do because now I can see the patient side of what we're doing from the medical lab side. And uh, so I signed up, and the next thing I'm, and I know, I'm off to basic training. Thought I was somebody. About 30 minutes after I got there, I knew I wasn't. And so I thoroughly enjoyed it and proceeded from there. Wow. In 30 years, you served and did Vietnam and Desert Storm, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Uh, yeah. the, the Vietnam experience is uh, what happens is 95% of all air vac is guard and reserve. If you don't have a war going on, you don't need a lot of uh, air vac people because you're only doing domestic air vac from one base to the other. But when a war starts out, you may need a lot of people, and that's where the guard and reserve come in. So we, we may not do much for the base when when there's not a war. They feed us and clothes and do all those things but when the flag goes up they're gone and so it's our job then to take care of those patients 
the the guys on the line that get hurt, get injured, and take care of them and make sure we get them back home safely. Jim, you have a long list of philanthropic roles. You've given back to the community at the Boys and Girls Club, the Rotary and Volunteer Ministry, and now, of course, Honor Air. Uh, why is it so important to you to give back to our community? Well, uh, I know what it was to grow up poor. We, we didn't have a lot, and, uh, and when you, you see people that don't have a lot, you want to help. And I think that that grew out of... I think there was one thing my dad did one time. Uh, he bought a brand-new suit, which took a, uh, something to get him a brand-new suit. Bought that on Saturday, opens up the paper on Sunday morning, and uh, somebody that he knew, house had burned down and they had nothing. He got in the car, took his new suit, did not give him his old suit, gave him his new suit. And I, I think that's where it started with me. A life of giving in my view, Jim, is so rewarding. Can you talk a little bit about how rewarding it is when you're constantly focused on others and their needs? Well, uh, I, I think one thing, it uh, to, to me, and I, I, since the most current thing I'm doing is on air, uh, to have been in the shoes of a lot of these guys that are going, I uh, want to see the memorials, uh, I understand their stories and what's happening. And it's a relief to me to hear their stories because it takes away some of my bad stories. It helps me with those. And at the same time, uh, I'm doing something, I think, if it helps them, I feel better helping them than somebody trying to help me. And, and again, with some of the veterans, having walked in their shoes, uh, a lot of times I'm on the phone maybe 30 to 45 minutes not talking but listening because a lot of times – a veteran can talk to another veteran. If I tell you my story, it's just a story. If I tell it to a veteran, he understands what I went through. Yeah, and in fact, um, through your service with Honor Air, I mean, you've really developed a relationship with many of these veterans and even been really kind of a rock for some of them going through some t difficult issues. I have, and uh, I I'll give you an example. The last trip we took before... Uh, before the pandemic, there was a gentleman, veteran from uh, uh, Newport, Tennessee. Somebody came to him and said, Jim, see that uh, guy standing up at the entrance to the Vietnam Wall? We can't get him to go down by the wall, and he's crying. Would you go talk to him? And I said, sure. I went up, put my arm around him, and said, come on, we're going to go down by the wall together. And we did. Uh, he found two of his uh, friends that had been killed in the war, did a rubbing, I saw him a month later, and, and he came up to me, <laughs> suddenly gave me a big hug, startled me at first, and then he said, Jim, thanks for making me do that. This is the first piece I've had since I've been home. That was 50 years ago. Mm. Wow, what a story. I would imagine you have a lot of stories like that. Let, let, let's back up for just a second. Okay. Honor Air, of course, is dedicated, for those that don't know, to taking East Tennessee veterans World War II, Korean War, uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Yes, yes, sir. To see the memorials built to honor their sacrifices. So, when were the flights started, and how did Jim? How did you get involved? 
Okay, it's, the first flight was October 13, 2007. We took 111 veterans to Washington. Uh, I'd like to say it was uneventful other than the, the great event of them going, but they did have little things to work out. Actually, Eddie Manis, chairman of Honor Air and founder, uh, his intent was to have one flight. We're not, we just finished up our 31st flight. I got involved on the third flight as as an escort. Uh, after the escort, the the guy that was doing the flight coordination uh, could not go on the next flight, so I went in his place and became one of the team leaders. The next thing, he since he had just retired from the military, he got a civilian job and had had to do some work. And uh, Joe Sutter, who is our flight director. Uh, and also a Rotarian with me came to me and said, Jim, uh, would you like to take over this job? Or I don't think he said like to. He said, we'd like for you to. And yes. so I said, sure, and I did. And that's how I got involved with being the flight coordinator. And one of the great things about being a flight coordinator, I, I, I either talk to near every veteran that's going or a family member, because some of them still can't hear and and keep in mind the guys in Korea, that's the worst place to have gone and, and come out and still be able to hear. Most of those guys can't hear. There are more artillery shells fired in Korea than there were in World War One, Two, and Vietnam altogether. So we can understand why they can't hear. So I either talk to a veteran or talk to a veteran's family member. And that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you about. I want to talk a little bit about what goes into planning these flights and coordinating it with their vet- veterans and their families. Tell you what, first we're going to get to our break. We're visiting with Jim Cundell. He's with Honor Air. We are celebrating veterans. So stay tuned. This is more Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in to More Living this morning on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and we're discussing and celebrating veterans. We have Veterans Day coming up this next week. We're visiting with Jim Cundell. He's with Honor Air, someone who served in the Air National Guard for 30 years, served in Desert Storm in addition to Vietnam. And we're talking about the impact on veterans that Honor Air has. Jim, there before the break, we were talking about planning these flights. Can you just expand a little bit on all the things that goes into planning that and coordinating it with the veterans and their families? Well, it's kind of like a football team. You, you, everybody's got a, a little part in it, and they have to do their part. And uh, and one thing we have is a team that does their part. I'm very proud of the team we got because there's some things I know the answer to, but I don't touch them because we got somebody else on the team that knows better. My part in this is we uh, have applications on the website. Uh, veterans fill out the application. I put them into the system, and then – then they're selectively based on what war they win. For example, World War II, people are going to go regardless. Uh, uh, last month we had a 
flight of uh, almost all females, but we had two World War II guys that went, again, following the principle. This whole thing was set up for World War II, so that's why those guys got to go. And and they were happy, and the ladies were happy to have them. So that were... What I do is, is, I, is I talk to the veterans, explain what we're about to do, uh, encourage them to fill out an application, to help them fill out the application if need be. Uh, and then once they fill out the application, then I, I have, have to select if they pick about 130 veterans to go on the flight. And that once they're selected, then I have to add a escort. We put them on. We put them on four teams. It's red, white, blue, and green team. Let's say when we get to Washington, we have four buses. Make sure they know which bus to get in, get on. And uh, sure. so uh, they're assigned. They're assigned a team. Then they're assigned an escort. Now, then we put. This is all uh, put together so that they would uh, know who they're working with. Then I also had to put together the seating chart. Because we've got some people, for example, that absolutely can't get beyond the first row. I mean, their their physical condition is such that they, they need to be riding in front of the plane. Then we got some people, for once we had a lady that had a real problem with her left leg. She had to sit on an aisle seat, so she could occasionally move. So there's more input into that. And then you got Jim and Joe that want to sit together. So it uh, gets kind of complex from that end. And then we get cancellation. Then we had to find somebody to replace that one that got canceled. So my whole role is to fill up the airplane. Then the other things that go into it, we got it. We we have somebody who would contact uh, NDC, get the buses lined up, get, uh, get the airline lined up. And uh, we have medical staff that go with us, and and they are a blessing. Uh, we've got two people off that flew on Lifestar helicopter. They carry emergency kit with them, and anything that goes on, they probably we probably have more equipment with us to take care of uh, something on the ground. That uh, uh, then if you order an ambulance to come pick them up, we our guys have probably already done more than the ambulance can do with their equipment. So it's it's a total team effort. My fun part is is talking to the veterans and seeing what their needs are. One thing we do encourage is that for them to give us all the medical information that they have. So when they go with us, we know how to take care of them. Not do we don't do that to eliminate them. We do that so we can figure out what we need to do to make sure they have a safe, uh, good trip to Washington to see their memorial. Yeah, it sounds like over the years y'all have really honed in and learned how to very, very efficiently take care of every possible thing that may happen. Hey, uh, Jim, you mentioned in October you had a special group of veterans. Uh, yes. You took a group of almost entirely women. Uh, yes. Except for the two World War II veterans, talk a little bit about that experience. Well, that that was started out to be uh, happen uh, at the begin just before the pandemic, and it was uh, in honor of uh, women's suffrage. It was the 100th anniversary. We thought it would be appropriate because a lot of the ladies had not been in war, especially back during that time, and uh, uh, so we wanted to give the ladies an opportunity was a very smart decision because it's taken the ladies, the, some of these ladies, for the first time, somebody told them, thank you for your service. Uh, they had never been told it. Some some had, but some of them had not. And it just really meant a lot to these ladies. To, for once in their life, somebody to recognize 
that they had done something just as important as the guys. Yeah, that I, I would imagine that was a very rewarding trip uh, for them and for you and for all those that were that were along with Honor Air. Um, well, you, we had two. I, I spoke to two different groups this 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 week, this past the week we're in now, and I, each group, each of the two groups, had one lady that had been on that trip with us. So what I did, I, because of uh, some issues I had, medical issues I had, I did not go on the trip. So I said, now, I, I, I got it all set up. I closed the door of the airplane for you, and y'all looked like y'all was going to see a museum. When y'all came back, it felt like y'all fell in love with somebody up there. I don't Something strange happened because a whole different expression when they opened the door of that plane when they came back. And so I then asked, since I wasn't on it, I asked one of the first ladies, I said, would you please tell us what happened after we closed the door? And it was unbelievable how excited they were about what they were having to say. One of them, it even got extremely emotional for us. She would tell how good everything was, how how fun it was, but at the same time, how emotional it was the whole thing. So it, it really, to me, it was something uh, well worth having done. Now, you mentioned it's it's primarily, you know, it's World War II veterans, Korean veterans in Vietnam. That's you know, great. unfortunately, Jim, most of the world of our World War II veterans have passed. That's we had great. a guest on the show earlier this year that has been detailing the stories of World War II veterans in book form. Can mm-hmm. you talk about the, the importance you see in preserving and recording the bat, their stories of their service? Well, what, what has happened to us, we are actually meeting people who are really historically uh, significant to, to us. Uh, we had one guy to go was the first person in the eagle's nest when they captured it. We had two guys that were at Dachau when they released Dachau to let the world know that Dachau really happened. That, that, that there were these atrocities that went on really did occur, and uh, so to me it's important to not forget that that there was a war. And I think for the World War II guys, as they've gotten older and older, the biggest thing I hear from them was, you know, people still remember what we did, and and that by doing this we we're keeping their memory alive, but we're also keeping our history alive. And hopefully politicians will look at this history and, and, and learn from it and do the good things out of it and the bad things out of it, let it go. So we, we, need, we don't need to lose the history of what they've done because it was significant. I could not agree any more with that statement. And that's why I think anybody uh, that can be preserving those stories in written format I think is so critically important that we don't, you know, it's not just something we talk about from years and years and years ago, but that it's a memory that can, that we can apply lessons moving forward. Well, that's a war that our country was attacked, and and it was a different attitude about what was happening. The Korean War guys that go with us, they think nobody even remembers that there was a war in Korea, and. Uh, and to do this, have bring back those good memories to them. And uh, in Vietnam, uh, they were treated terrible when we came home. Uh, yeah. uh, we had guys who actually literally were told that when you get off the plane, take off your uniform, throw it in the trash. And one of the guys who went with us that had to do that said he could not believe how many uniforms were in the trash at the airport. Oh, goodness, that's sad to hear that. 
Jim, you've been uh, part of many of the on-air flights. Do you have a favorite memory? You mentioned the one with the gentleman that just was sitting, you know, that was crying and had, had a hard time right. going down to the to the monument. But do you have, uh, a, you know, a, or or a particular flight that stands out in your mind? Well, uh, they're all they're all the same, but they're all different. Uh, uh, I, one thing that stood out to me once was a World War II veteran. We have a we. I write the a letter to the families and ask them do, would they like to send a uh, letter to their, their their family member that's the veteran that's going. A World War II veteran opened up a letter, and it was a letter that his wife had written to him while he was in World War II, and she had saved it and she gave it to him again. Uh, un- unbelievable the, re- the response, and they all love the kids when they when they come around and 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 speak to them. Uh, it's hard to say that there's one better than the other one because they're all significant. And after this is all done, after we've spent this whole day and they're extremely tired, what what has occurred is that when they get to the airport, there is a reception for them. There has been over a thousand people at the airport waiting on them when they come back. And in the latest fight, this last one, uh, UT's uh, pep band actually was playing music oh, wow. for them when they came home. Uh, we either had high school bands do this. We've had uh, 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 someone playing, actually playing music of uh, a disc jockey type thing. And uh, and when they come home and they see that and they go through that gauntlet of people. With everything from the grandchildren to to the older folks, um, it, it it the whole attitude changed. They certainly. Get, I saw one guy, and this really meant a lot to me. He saw what was occurring. He'd been in a wheelchair the whole day and needed to be in a wheelchair the whole day. He raised his hand, and the, the guy pushed the wheelchair. He said, "Stop!" And he stopped, and he got out of the wheelchair, and he walked through that gauntlet, and then got back in a wheelchair. Uh, he wasn't going to go through that thing. He wanted to show that he he was still there, and it, it's a it's it's wow. it's unbelievable as you talk to the people what really goes on. Uh, I, I I I cannot explain it to you what it means. If you went with us one time, you would know and you'd never forget it. And uh, we have no escorts doubt. that go with us, and when they come back, it meant just as much to them as it did to some of the veterans. So, I have so, no doubt. You know, I, I I'm in a family. What, uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, I had w- one real cute story. Is two war. I had a, a three guys where they were in the during the Korean War. Two of them uh, were hardened uh, war war veterans. They had been in on the ground in the field. The other one was just in the service during that time. And so they were talking. He was in the middle, and they were talking across him, telling their war stories, uh, who shot who, or whatever, how bad it really was, and some really tough war stories. They happened to look at the guy and they said, "What did you do during the war?" He said, "I ever wanted to lie. I wanted to lie." Well, he said uh, that he actually played baseball during the whole time. He was a good baseball player, and his base commander would not send him off the base, made him stay there. But he said that was one of the toughest things he had ever seen because he said for these veterans who uh, have been in a war, been in the trenches, uh, it's important for them to go. And and what we're seeing, especially, this has especially been true with Vietnam, we're actually seeing guys who – the doctors can't do what this trip does for them. That it really has helped them. 
I don't doubt that at all, the power of the mind and the emotion of being able to, yes. I guess in a lot of cases, provide closure. You mentioned people that have gotten a piece from going there, I think, because of the closure it provides. Yeah. Well, I had one veteran tell me, said, Jim, y'all came in and you picked up and took them away. We never knew what happened. This is our chance to say goodbye. That's, wow, that's incredible. Jim, if someone would like to volunteer to help with Honor Air or provide financial donations, how can they help? They can they go to the, they, you go to the website, which is onairknoxville.com, and it, there's a place for uh, to make contributions to, to uh, that uh, and can talk about volunteers. Volunteers basically are people who go as an escort with us, and now the escorts pay their own way. The veterans go for free. The veterans pay absolutely nothing, and uh, but the escorts that go with they pay their way. And uh, a lot of times, family members are considered first because we've got a 90-year-old guy. He's not going to go unless his son right. uh, or daughter or someone goes with him. And and but they do pay their own way. Uh, to one of these flights, it's in the neighborhood of a hundred thousand dollars a trip. And all this money is privately donated. The government's not involved in any way. That's that's why it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but they're not involved. But uh, so we actually on one flight we had one company decided they wanted to buy the whole flight, and they did. And they asked, said, "But I, we'd like two of our employees to go." Uh, they were veterans. Well, first of all, they were eligible. The company wouldn't have had to have done that. But again. Guarantee you, those two veterans got to go. So uh, it's it's a team effort, and it's it takes a whole community. This whole community needs to take credit for this happening because they've kept it funded. Yeah, it's a really a tremendous thing. Well, with Veterans Day coming up next week, Jim, we just thought it was a great opportunity to to talk a little bit more about what Honor Air does. Jim, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service in the Air National Guard, and also. Uh, for your service and helping with Honor Air. Uh, well, so thank you for... All, yeah, all of these things are my honor. It's an honor for me to have done them. Well, thank you for your service. Again, that's honorairknoxville.com. You can find out more the, information to volunteer or to donate. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That's Jim Cundell. He's with Honor Air. And a really, really fantastic min- uh really ministry that was started years ago, 15 years ago, by Eddie Manis. When we come back, we're going to have our dollars and cents segment. We're going to talk about the value of a generational financial plan and getting your children involved. And then in the last segment of our show, we are going to be visiting with the director of the CAC Office on Aging and about an upcoming event called Aging a Family Affair. So stay with us. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I 
immensely enjoyed that conversation with Jim Cundell from Honor Air. Uh, what a tremendous ministry Jim Cundell has had in his entire lifetime of impacting people from his service in uh, Vietnam and in Desert Storm and then his service volunteering with many, many groups throughout Knoxville and most recently with Honor Air, which does such a tremendous job at helping veterans that have served in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam get some closure and some peace uh, by being able to go up and visit the memorials uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, again, if you want more information on that, Knoxville Air excuse me, honorairknoxville.com. You can find out more to volunteer or to give, uh, donate to those trips. Uh, for now, it is time for Dollars and Cents. Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? For all the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. When it comes to retirement finances, the main goal is to provide yourself with the wealth and income needed throughout your entire retirement journey. But when it comes to what matters, many people say that their loved ones and their family values are what drive them in life. So for some, the idea of optimizing your own finances can seem like a separate issue, but that's far from the truth. Let's talk about the components and how you can get your kids involved and the types of things that you should be talking about. Does your family have emergency funds? Have you discussed this with your children? You know, if there's if your family's emergency fund is, is lacking, it may fall upon you to foot the bill in case there is a sudden expense, such, such as an injury or a loss of job. Unexpected expenses can absolutely set your financial plans back. And if you aren't prepared, you then have to derail your, the rest of your planning. You may have to sell assets or withdraw early from a retirement account and more incurring more taxes and fees. So what the, what the emergency fund allows for us is to be able to be more effective with all of the other things we do in our financial plan. Because we have funds for unexpected things and large purchases where we don't have to derail our long-term planning. Are you making sure to address debt? You know, paying off debt can take up wallet share from saving for an emergency fund for retirement, college for your kids, or other important life investments, and debt can build up, whether it's credit card debt, mortgages, or student loans, and paying that debt off can become quite a large expense. Prioritizing debt payments can be a great way to chip, chip away at it, but I think ultimately teaching your kids about debt and debt management is critically important. You know, we really, really don't want to borrow money to, to spend money on things that aren't investments, that cannot increase in value. Now, the one exception that some people have to do, especially early in their life, is car debt. You know, a car is not an investment because it depreciates in value. Uh, a house, our home, is an investment to a degree because it can increase in value. We don't expect it to depreciate. But a car, we know it's going to go down in value. 
uh, and the cost of debt is getting much more expensive now. So it's not what is close to free money anymore with rising interest rates. So helping our kids understand debt and debt management and not get into debt too badly in the first place is so critically important. And then what are your family's financial habits? If they're lacking in one area or another, you may find yourself having to provide for them at points in which you did not expect to, which could set your plans back. Now, if you're doing retirement right, you may be thinking about leaving something behind for your kids. And if they aren't included in your overall plan and financial practices, then they might make costly mistakes that you could have helped them avoid. So teaching your next kin proper financial practices and making sure that they are involved in the savings and wealth management process can really help. And even small things can go a long way. You know, sharing general advice about how best to save for retirement, what you've learned in the process, what you've learned about the importance of debt management, and then even introducing them to your financial advisor. So getting your kids involved, teaching them core concepts about money, and helping them with a game plan, not only now, but so they're better equipped to deal with their inheritance, which really should be your legacy when you pass away. That's our Dollars and Cents segment for this week. You can find this week's Dollars and Cents segment and others by visiting BroganFinancial.com. Do please check us out at BroganFinancial.com. We've got a wealth of information there. Of course, our radio show, More Living, it airs every Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. and again, 3 to 4 p.m. You can catch all of our show's podcast. We'll have this week's show up a Tuesday afternoon uh, where we talk to Honor Air veteran Jim Cundell, who helps coordinate all those flights uh, to Washington, D.C. Um, you can also download, we've got all of our show's podcast. You can also uh, download our resources, uh, Five Keys to Retirement Planning. We've got lots of resources up there. We've also got a blog, so do, do follow us. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter that we send out weekly so that you can stay abreast of important things that are going on that may affect your life savings. I do want to comment here before our final break. You know, in the last segment, we're going to talk with Lottie Divers, and she's with, or excuse me, Dottie Liver. She's with the CAC uh, Office on Aging, and they're having a an upcoming uh, event, Aging a Family Affair. And we're going to talk about the resources they provide and the speakers that they'll be providing on that. Before we get to our last break, though, I just want to talk quickly. I've had a lot of people ask me about the upcoming midterm elections and how it may affect the economy, the stock market, ultimately your wallet. The first thing I would stress to you is not to put too much emphasis on these kinds of things. You know, I've gone back and looked at data from really George Washington on back in the late 1790s and about how election cycles work, about different parties controlling different arms of Congress or the White House. Yes, as a rule, the market likes a divided Congress. We, we've also looked at four-year presidential cycles and the fact that the third year, which would be next year, is overwhelmingly the best year in a stock market cycle. 
Uh, however, there are also other factors that contribute to a lot of that data. And really the underlying economic realities that we face, what I have learned is the primary driver of how markets do. So be careful that you don't overreact to what may or may not happen this Tuesday evening uh, when we get our election returns. And of course, that'll probably draw on for a few weeks in some states. Bottom line, we don't want to make emotional financial decisions. We want to, you know, when we're invested in the stock market, for example, that's not a six or nine or 12 month activity. That should be at least a five to seven year type of a view if you have a very diversified portfolio. Now, if all you're in is the stock market and no other asset classes, you really should be looking at a 12 to 15 year view. But when you're longer term oriented, that means you're not as worried about what happens next month or next quarter. You're focused on where things will be in five to seven years or in 12 to 15 years as, as it may be appropriate. So in your financial plan, you address short-term cash needs, whether it be emergencies or purchases or your income needs in retirement. You address your short-term income needs in your financial plan, and, don't, and you're not dependent on the variability of stock market conditions. Because if there's two things I know about the stock market, it's they're unpredictable and they're volatile, potentially. So you just can't depend on the short-term. We're going to get to our final break, and when we come back, we're going to have on Dottie Livers, and we're, we're going to talk about their upcoming event at the Office on Aging called Aging a Family Affair. Stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Jim Brogan, and very interesting show as we had Jim Cundell on earlier. He's with Honor Airs. We celebrate veterans. We've got Veterans Day coming up this next week. Also coming up is a special event through the CAC Office on Aging. And for our final segment, I'm pleased to welcome back Dottie Livers, who's been on our show before, is a friend of the show, and she is the director of the CAC Office on Aging. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for coming back on. Now, Dottie, your office has an event coming up called Aging a Family Affair. Can you tell our listeners about this event? Yes, this is an event that we've held for the past 37 years. This is our 38th annual event, and it's really focused on practical information that's related to aging. So those who may be in the aging journey themselves, maybe family caregivers, or just anybody who might be interested in learning about uh, things that are related to aging and how to age well. And I have seen, Dottie, how critical it can be to have family support as we age. I saw that especially with my dad 
but I think at this point we all have family members and, and have all you know had an experience or, or multiple experiences of the importance of family support. What are some of the benefits in your view of having your family involved? I think it's very important so that everybody understands maybe what your uh, wishes are as you move forward, what you're wanting to do, where you're wanting to live. And if everybody's on the same page in your family or has knowledge of what you want, you can work collaboratively together to meet whatever needs may come up as you uh, go through life. And this event is uh, on Thursday, right, November 10th. Can you give people uh, the details? Yes. So we have a wonderful lineup of some great sessions that will be focused. Uh, the event is from 8 to 345, and we have it at Rothschild Conference Center in Knoxville. And we um, are starting off with a keynote speaker Dr. Samuel, who is going to be talking about aging and equity. And then from there, we have different breakout sessions that people can choose from that are focused on different topics that may be of interest, such as Medicare and Social Security and updating your legal documents. Yeah, and I'm seeing, so, you know, uh, mental health before, during, and after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, supporting caregivers in the future and the, the, the technological age we're going to. Uh, th there's actually, I see here, a special breakout session on participating in the digital world. So, uh, mm -hmm. and, and there's several others. So it, it looks like you've got quite a lineup. Talk about the, uh, the how, how far in advance do you start planning each of these every year? Honestly, we are already starting on next year's plan, so we um, really are, we kind of start a year in advance. We don't do it consistently, but we are focused on, um, this is one conference that we focus on making sure it's for older adults. It's very inexpensive to attend, and we provide breakfast and lunch, and we also have a senior expo of different local resources that people can come and learn about and talk to and, and find out what is available to help them. Um, so we are just focused, you know, this, the focus of this one really has, some of it has stemmed from the pandemic, like you mentioned, mental health before, during, and after the pandemic, and really the digital world, how the need for participating in that has increased over the past couple of years. So we're really trying to incorporate some of those to help people learn about uh, things that will help them. It really looks like a fantastic program. Dottie, how can people get more information on the event and, and register? Yes, we are definitely still taking registrations. So uh, anyone interested can call our office at 865-524-2786, or they can visit our website at knoxseniors.org. Yeah, please give that phone number and website address just one more time, Dottie, if you don't mind. Sure. Sure. Our phone number for the Office on Aging is 865-524-2786, or you can find us on our webpage information there at knoxseniors.org. Well, Dottie, thank you for all that you're doing in the for the Office on Aging, and uh, that sounds just going to be a great event on Thursday. Thank you again for coming on the show to give us a quick update. Great. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. 
Absolutely. That's Dottie Liber. She's the director of the CAC Office on Aging, and that'll be a great event. Again, that is a fam aging, a family affair, provides practical information on issues relating to aging. One quick announcement. We have our final class. It's through Pellissippi State, and it is this Tuesday evening. It is a one-night class, Tax Planning uh, in the New Age. And I'm going to cover all the key areas I think you need to address in your tax plan. I think tax planning is very, very much overlooked in retirement planning. And typically leading up to retirement and during retirement with a good tax plan. You know, a tax plan doesn't look at just this year. It looks, it looks at your future. And minimizing your tax burden and having more money that you can keep. For more information, go to PellissippiTaxPlanning.com. Again, that's PellissippiTaxPlanning.com. It's on November the 8th at Hardin Valley, 6.30 to 8.30. I believe the course fee is $39. You can also call Pellissippi State directly at 539-7167. Today we've discussed Veterans uh, with Veterans Day coming up. We've also discussed great tools for aging with family involvement so you can have more living to live the best years of your life your way. Thank you to Riley for running the board. Thank you, Jill, producing the show. Have a great week. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.